and welcome back to Courage is Calling. Today I'm going to get right to it. I want to have a talk about self-care. Now, before you roll your eyes or anything, um, I know that self-care as a term, as a concept, is definitely having a moment. This year especially, with all of the different anxieties and pressures that have been on us, um, and as the world seems to be so unpredictable and you know, we have way more people and causes and things that are vying for our attention. You know, I think it's good and right that we take a moment and think about how we might intentionally care for ourselves. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But what actually worries me about this and about how self-care is being talked about, um, particularly for women, self-care seems to take on this extra line on our list of things to do. So reply to that email tick, remember to get groceries, tick, Uh, check in on that friend that seemed off when we were having a conversation last week, tick, book in an appointment with the accountant, tick, Uh, remember to care for yourself, tick. I mean, right, like it just seems like we have got it wrong when we view self-care in this same task-driven way that we see other compartments of our lives. And what ends up happening is that we make self-care this other thing in our lives to feel pressured to do or to accomplish or to attain. And it also then means because we're human and because we're already stretched in our capacity and in our time, we end up trying to look for hacks. We end up trying to look for tips to try and dunk ourselves into self-care for a moment. Or even more worryingly, We tend to commodify it, right? As something that can be purchased, right? Something that we can buy that will help us care for ourselves, which I believe is another sneaky kind of capitalist skewed way of operating that in the end only depletes us more and actually ends up heaping more shame on us if we just don't get around to doing the self-care thing this week. And, you know, we all know what happens when shame enters the room, right? Um, When shame enters the room, we freeze, We shrink and we feel immobilized by our shame. And so what I'm interested in is a more nuanced conversation about what it really means to care for ourselves right now. And actually more than that, what it really means for us to care for each other in meaningful, restorative ways. Because caring for ourselves as a concept is probably not as helpful as it sounds because it really puts the onus on us to be able to do that when in reality we need each other. We need each other in order to feel nourished just as much as we need to care for ourselves and to deny that aspect moves us away from this innate biological impulse and essence. In their brilliant book, Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle, sisters Emily and Amelia Nagoski say this, No one is, quote-unquote, complete without other people. And we mean this literally. To be complete without social connection is to be nourished without food. It doesn't happen. We get hungry and we get lonely. We must feed ourselves or die. And we don't mean that you need a man or any kind of romantic partner. We mean you need connection in any or all of its varied forms. And it's also true that the lifelong development of autonomy is as innate to human nature as the drive to connect. We need both connection and autonomy. That's not a contradiction. Humans are built to oscillate from connection 
to autonomy and back again. Oh, I just love that. I love that so much because it feels like a much more generous and supportive, rich way to understand what I believe they're talking about here, which is self-care, which is caring for yourself. So as I see it, it comes, self-care actually comes in two parts. One, it comes in the community aspect, community care, Realize that realizing that we absolutely need each other. We need to intentionally connect with community and allow ourselves to be helped and cared for as well as doing that for others. And we do this through deep, honest friendships. We do this in learning communities. We do this in spiritual communities. We do this when we attach ourselves to causes that we feel passionate about or connected to. So that community aspect is so important to caring for ourselves. And secondly, there's the autonomous aspect, the self aspect. And with this, I think we need to look deeper than just, you know, candles and Netflix. (laughs) Although I am absolutely certain that candles and Netflix and that kind of thing give us a lovely sense of um, indulgence and escape. But what if instead of looking for ways to escape our life so we can feel cared for, we look deeper at the ways in which we really find fulfillment? What if we reflected on the experiences and moments in our history, in our past, where we have really felt in flow, in our element, or like we're living our purpose. And then we dilute and dissect those experiences to find what elements of them brought us to life. Because when we distill down what really makes us feel full up and alive, often things come up like, I feel full and alive when I'm able to create without pressure. Or I feel full and alive when I'm bringing people together for a purpose. Or I feel full and alive when I get to experience novelty or be spontaneous. And these things, these core elements of experiences that we have, give us information and tell us something about ourselves and what our bodies and our minds and our souls need to feel like ourselves, to feel cared for and nourished. And so getting to know what really feeds our core then becomes less about fitting those things in, but seeing how we might be able to integrate them and or an aspect of them in our already full lives. So it becomes less about a to-do list kind of self-care and more about a deep connection to our core nutrients and awareness of what we need to look after our souls and to really feel like ourselves. And so it's only when we see these two aspects, community care and our core nutrients being fulfilled, when we see them weaving together in depth and intention, that the self-care conversation actually can become so much more whole and so much more rich and meaningful. So we look at not just where we need that community connection, but also what our autonomy and our self needs in order to feel fulfilled and in flow and cared for. So here's a couple of takeaways for you to maybe try out or explore. So where are you accessing community right now? Where are the spaces where you feel connected and cared for in community? Where do you have the opportunity to do this for others as well? And then what are the experiences in your past where you felt most alive or most fulfilled? 
And what were the elements of that experience that really nourished you? I want you to make a list and then have a look at where you can integrate those things into your life now, your full life now, not as another thing to do, but as a way to allow yourself to be creative at caring for yourself in a deeper, more meaningful and sustainable way. I hope that you take something away from this chat about self-care today and understand it maybe in a different way um, and that it frees you up from the to-do list type of self-care that we've been given. I would love to hear from you if you have. You can DM me, you can email me, hello at melwiggins.com or you can leave a comment on any of the social media platforms where I'm active. I'd also love to hear your thoughts. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for giving me 10 minutes of your time to have these chats and I will see you next time.